a very good day to you. Welcome to Tem Podcast. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted Word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. Begin to bless him this morning. Begin to bless him. Begin to appreciate him. Lift up your voice. Father, we thank you. We bless you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Appreciate him, appreciate him. Appreciate him, appreciate him, appreciate him. Father, we praise you. Father, we bless you. Almighty oh, Lord. You are mighty. Thank you. 
up your voice and begin to bless this morning. Lift up your voice. A, a young man 
and his wife, they have been waiting for the fruit of the womb for close to 13 years. And finally, when God answered their prayers, a lot of their friends were so happy for them that they brought a lot of expensive gifts and all that. And they popularized the name ceremony of their son because it was a joyful thing for them. But that same night, Amrabah came to rob them and then they shot the same baby that was being celebrated. That is how painful the work of a thief is to everyone. But I am not talking about arm robbers today. I'm not talking about the thieves that, that steals your phone at the dead of the night. Who they, they, they devise a means. They have this gun, this sticker, that you wrap it around the stick and then they stylishly open your window. Use it to steal your phone. That's not the kind of thief I am talking about. The greatest thief of all time is excuses. What did I say? Excuse. You see, when you, you start giving excuse about everything you're supposed to do, about everything you didn't do, about things that God has spoken to you, you're supposed to obey, you give excuse. Excuse have robbed a lot of people of their blessing. And it is my prayer that God will help us to guide against, I mean, to guard against this thief as we approach the year 2022. Hallelujah. The thief is no longer the famous thief we know, the devil. In fact, this day, the devil is not even stealing much from people. We are the ones that are stealing from ourselves. We have the inner enemy. The spirit of excuse that is robbing us of all our divine blessings. I have some few questions I want to ask before I take us to the scriptures. Let's look at how God frowned at giving excuse. How many spirit-led, that's the first question I'm asking, how many spirit-led ideas have you thrown away because of excuses. You had a dream or you woke up with an inspiration. The Holy Spirit ministering to you that, okay, in order for you to succeed in this year, do this business. And then people started coming from left and right. Oh, this business you want to do is not profitable. I know one of my, my son, one of my friends that did this business, it's not bankrupt. I know one of my friends that did his business. Uh, his business has now collapsed. He's now a beggar. He's now sick because the stress of the business has stressed him too much. And you believe the reports of men. And then you drop the idea that God has given to you because of the excuses of men. You see, sometimes we find ourselves in a situation whereby we are the one hindering our own blessings. We are the one postponing our own days of celebration because we are too afraid to do what God has led us to do. And then we give excuses for these things. And this thing robs us of all the blessings that we have received. Hallelujah. The, the race is not to the swift, not the battle to the strong, but the Bible said that time and chance happen to them all. 
Nothing in life is easy. Nothing in life is easy. If you open a shop, somebody wants to attack you spiritually so that you will not sell. You open a business, that is when, when they see you open your business, that is when they now have idea that they want to do the same business. And they begin to look for a way to track you down, to attack you so that you won't be able to do that business. The same people will come with you with different kind of excuse and you will listen to them, thereby missing out on the blessing of God. About two questions I want to ask you. How many spiritual directions have you disobeyed due to excuses? The Lord said, you should do this. And be like, oh, I wanted to do it, but I, oh, I'm, Pastor, I'm sorry I could not do it exactly this, you, the way you said. Uh, as I was doing it, something shake my hand, and then the oil pour away. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God said you should wake up in the morning. Okay, dedicate the first seven days of your marriage to fast and to pray for the storm ahead. You heard it clearly. It was not a, a cooked up story. It was a direction, a spiritual, a prophetic direction from God. You confirmed it. You also had the same dream that shows you that God wants you to dedicate seven days to pray for your marriage. And you'll be like, oh, uh, we will pray. But you know, that first day, that first seven days of our wedding, we were so busy. We we're so busy opening the gift that people brought to us. So we forgot. Can we still do it? But the seven days has passed. You know, there are some things that you don't postpone. There's something where God says you should do it. You don't give excuse to them. You woke up in the morning, all your spirit, you are feeling that you should just go out there and give something to somebody. Oh, this Christmas season, I just feel led to go and give this thing to this person. So, well, by the time I check my account, I realize that if I do that, uh, I will not be able to meet a lot of needs. You forgot that it is God that helped you to meet your needs. And when you obey, it makes it easy for you to be able to fulfill other needs. So there are many blessings that we have missed as a result of excuses that we give. Today, I pray for you. Every excuse that the devil has been bringing to hinder your blessing, God will remove them from you in the name of Jesus. Can I get a louder amen? Number three question I want to ask you, how many divine encounters have you, have you lost due to excuses? God said you should wake up midnight to pray around your house, not knowing that that night some people were coming to steal your blessing. But you were so tired, you woke up around 5 a.m. You remembered that God said you should pray around your house. But you were like, oh, but I was supposed to do the prayer around five, around 1 a.m. Oh, I overslept. Instead of you to wake up and jump off your bed, that same 5 a.m. and do the same thing that God asked you to do. He said, oh, pastor asked you, did you do the prayer? He said, oh, I did it because by the time I woke up, it was already 5 a.m. So I just felt like the time has passed 
the storm has now hit your house. Things are now happening left and right. Disappointment left and right. That is when you now remember, oh, they told me that I should pray around my household. The excuse have robbed you of your blessing. All that you have missed due to that, God will restore it. I say God will restore it. In the name of Jesus. How many relationships, how many opportunities have you thrown away because of excuses? How many life-changing decisions have you refused to make because you keep giving same excuses? How many job interviews that would have changed your life have you missed because you keep giving the same excuses? What are those spiritual highs you would have reached in life but excuses have robbed you of them? What are your current excuses now? What are the excuses you are giving right now? Oh, I, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to serve God very well because the spiritual attack, they are too much. I, I asked somebody, why did you stop praying? His excuse is that, Pastor, the more I pray, the more attack comes. So I stopped praying. You do not understand the, the rule of spiritual war engagement. The rule of engagement is that even physically, you don't expect your opponent, the people you are fighting, you are shooting at them and they'll be watching you like mumu. No. When you fire them, they also fire you. So when you pray, and it seems that the problem is becoming more, what are you supposed to do? Pray more. Increase the tempo of your prayer. That is not a time to give up. Hallelujah. One of the things I want you to understand today is that one of the things that God hates most is lukewarmness. The Bible even recorded it that the lukewarm people, God will spit them out of his mouth. God hates lukewarmness. What is lukewarmness? Lukewarmness means you need a hot and you are neither cold. What is the root cause of lukewarmness? Why lukewarm in the things of God? What is it? Who can tell me? What is the root cause of lukewarmness? Why do you, why do you become either hot or cold? Today they are hot, then tomorrow they are cold. Why? Excuse. It's excuse. That's the root cause. So if God hates lukewarmness, it means the root cause of lukewarmness, which is excuses, God hates it with passion. Why are you not moving forward in life? Oh, it's the devil. And you know, one of the things that is very easy for us to do is to blame the devil for all our problems. Problems that are even caused by our own irresponsibilities. We blame the devil. God said, fast for seven days, break at 3 p.m., and then your situation will change. The first day you fasted, you broke at three days. You broke at three o'clock. The second day, you broke at 11 a.m. The third day, you broke at 10 a.m. By the fourth day, you have stopped fasting. And then you see admitted to the pastor, you admitted to yourself that you have done the seven days fasting and prayer. Whereas this is just a test of your obedience. Sometimes it is not even our fasting and prayer that brings the solution. It is the fact that you obey God. That's what brings the solution. 
How many things have we missed? Because we keep, keep giving excuse. I refuse to miss my blessing this, this new year. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every spirit of excuse, I bind them in the name of Jesus. Can I get a louder amen? What is excuse? What does it mean to give excuse? Number one, the explanation that you always give to explain and justify your vices, your procrastination, your weaknesses, your lack of commitment, and other things. That explanation you always give. Uh, I did not love my husband because I have no feeling for him anymore. Oh, I did not embark on this project because friends told me that it will not work. I did not do that business because by the time I do my own, my own visibility studies, are you an expert in visibility studies? When God said he wants to bless you, did God tell you to go and do visibility studies? If visibility studies bring breakthrough to people, many professors will be rich. Because professors are the master of books. Amen. But we have broke professors, people with PhD who are extremely broke. In fact, this is the church rat service more richer than many people. You cannot use magic to interpret the things of God. The fact, I mean, you know, everybody had grace. Everybody had grace. One of my sons told me, he said, Pastor, this place of work that they, 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 they employ me, they told me that people don't last there. I guess one week, one month, they have sacked you. So I said, listen to me. You, you carry grace. There's a difference between you and those people. All of us have different grace. The fact that your friend went to the same place and failed does not mean that if you go there, you will fail. I know many people that when God called them into ministry, those who are already in ministry will be telling them, oh, oh God, ministry is not easy. You will lose friends. As if ministry is a place of negativities. Ministry is a place of honor. It's a place of power. And the suffering we go through is what makes us become who God wants us to become. Can I get an amen? Don't pay attention to anybody. If God gives you an idea, go ahead and implement your idea. Hallelujah. As long as you are sure that it is God that is speaking to you, it is going to prosper. Can I get an amen? amen. 2022 is coming here. It is our year of victory. Amen. And we are going to be victorious indeed. And everything God asks us to do is what we are going to do. In the name of Jesus. It is very easy to to blame the people you don't see for all your errors. It is easy to blame foundational powers. Oh, it is my foundation. See, some people have even personalized their family problem. Oh, I am, I am not married. Why are you not married? Oh, my foundational problem. There are gates. You see prophets speaking negative things to themselves. There are gates in my father's house that are keeping me. That is why. We are asked God wants you to take responsibility against those gates. Have you prayed against those gates? Have you listened to God? Because, it, let me tell you one spiritual mystery. 
it is not every family gate that will respond to prayer. That's what you have to know today. It is not every family gate that will respond to prayer. It is not every foundational problem that will respond to prayer. Foundational problems and family gates are rooted in ancient covenants. They are rooted in ancient covenants. And unless you encounter God and God reveal the antidote to that covenant to you, you cannot, you cannot, you, you cannot make any headway. That is why we see many people today, even in ministry, foundational powers are still holding them. I was sharing the story of a pastor with a friend during the week. All their family, they, the family worship masquerade. And all their family, they have this problem of madness. Everybody gets mad. It got to a point that all the two other sisters were running mad. So when they run mad, they would lock them in the room. And it got to a point that the pastor, one pastor in the family, who God is using to deliver many people, he too ran mad. He ran mad for more when he come, When his madness comes, the madness will come like 14 days. And after the 14 days, prayer, 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 after the 14 days, the madness will disappear. So, it is not every foundational problem. I'm not saying that prayer is important, but this is a mystery I want to know today. It is not every problem that will respond to die by fire, die by fire. Some problem when you say die by fire, the prayer will tell you, hmm? what did you say? Hmm? I cannot hear you. You tell the problem, die by fire, you say, hmm? I didn't understand what you are saying. Why? Because the problem is rooted in a covenant, a legal ground that was truly established by covenant ages ago. Your forefathers, they, they, are, they are kingmakers. And kingmakers, those days, they have to perform sacrifices. They have to collaborate with gods to be able to do whatever they are doing. And then they have made covenants. And you are a product of that covenant. You need to be able to seek the face of God to understand the roots of that covenant. And God gives you direction. Sometimes, the Spirit of God will just tell you, my son, my daughter, do this for three days. In my own case, I know what God asked me to do. I didn't know that a tree was planted in my village that was holding my life. God said, you have prayed. Go back to the village. Go and cut down that tree. It was when I went to the village and I cut down the tree that the problem, the constant sickness, the constant problem that you always face disappeared. I didn't go to any deliverance. I have spent more than three months in a prayer city in Lagos. I've spent more, in fact, that place has become my house. Because in the morning deliverance, afternoon deliverance, still nothing, until I had go. Go back home. Go and remove the tree. And once the tree was removed, the prayer that I was praying took effect. So you cannot continue to give excuse about your foundational problem. Because there are many people who have triumphed over their foundational problem. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? Oh, my parents were the reason why my life is like this. They didn't leave an inheritance for me. 
this that excuse for so many people. The first one is foundational problem. Oh, we don't get pregnant in our family. Oh, we don't prosper in our family. What you accept will come to you. But what you don't accept will stay away from you. Say, I'm not a failure. In the name of Jesus. My pain did not leave inheritance for me. My daddy left me when I was young. I was raised by only my mother. That is why I'm like this. There are orphans who did not have mother or father. And they are doing well. In fact, there are people who don't, they don't even know the name of their village. They just grow up and find themselves in Accra. And then they are prospering. They are doing well. You will prosper. Can I get an amen? Excuse is the greatest thief that has been taking our blessing away from us. I didn't succeed in my marriage because I fell out of love. I fell out of love for my partner. Our relationship is not working because the spark has gone away. Who put the spark there? Who put that spark there? <laughs> marriage is a responsibility. Love is obedience. You are obeying the higher, the higher authority. And it is only true obedience that can keep marriage. When God is inside the marriage and there is true obedience, the, the, the woman, the man wants to obey God. The marriage will last. Because problem will be finished. Amen. Nothing in life is perfect. Have you ever seen a completely beautiful person? A completely handsome person? Have you ever seen? Let me break it for you. You will see a guy. He's handsome. He's cute. He's fair in complexion. Everything is cool. When he's walking, his swagger alone will make you fall. But he has gassy stomach. He has gassy stomach. It is when you get close to him that you realize that he's snoring. When he sleeps, he snores. And he has gassy tummy. So at night, you'll be hearing. <laughs> One night you spend in his house, you'll be like, oh, this guy that is handsome like this, and he's gassy like this. That is his own cake. <laughs> you see a beautiful lady, very beautiful, very slay queen. But there is something, there is one thing that the person has. It could be a bad character. It could be anger issue. You can never see any perfect person in this life. Amen. But we all understand that even though we, did, we are not perfect, we keep moving. You don't give excuse for the imperfection of others. Oh, my marriage is not working because my wife is not perfect. If you leave your wife, for a woman, you think the person is perfect. Then by the time you spend one month with the person you have, you realize that your wife is better than that person. Hallelujah. Am I making sense this morning? Nobody is perfect. So marriage is a responsibility. Love is a character that you develop to obey God. You develop love. You develop it. You see, as we go together, as we spend time together, we discover our best and our weaknesses. We adjust. And then because we, we have the awareness that loving our wife, loving our husband, we are not doing them a favor. We are doing ourselves a favor. Because love is an obedience. The Bible says, 
husband, love thy wife as thyself. It's a command. It's not an admonition. It is not an advice. Because if you don't love your wife, you give account of it. If you don't honor your husband, you don't listen to feminists who are telling you, oh, me and my husband, we are equal. No. You have to give honor to whom honor is due. And respect is not... My own definition of respect is not showing me, oh, good morning, sir. Oh, good afternoon. That's not definition of respect. Respect is loyalty. When you are loyal to somebody, it's respect. So when you are loyal to your husband, when you are loyal to somebody, you will not do things that will pain them. You always want to be in a position where they see you and they see joy through you. Can I, can I get a better hearing? God will help us in Jesus' name. Don't give any excuse. Don't give any excuse. Whether a relationship succeeds, if you see people that are celebrating 40 years in marriage and everybody is clapping for them, ah, you people have tried to go and sit in their closet. Ask them, what did it take to build this 40 years of marriage? When the woman opened his mouth, you realize that it's, oh, my husband, when our marriage was just like seven years, my husband cheated on me. In fact, she was having multiple women. And then God helped us. And then we skate through. That's why you now tell yourself, will I be able to survive this? <laughs> will I survive this? <laughs> it's not easy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Victory begins when we begin to take responsibility for every decisions that we make. Quickly, because of my time, I think I have about just 14 minutes. I want you to let's quickly go to the Bible. I will give like five Bible passages. Let's look at those people who gave excuses in the Bible and how God reacted to them. That is when you now understand what you are doing to yourself by giving excuses every time. Understand what you are giving, doing to yourself. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 to verse 12 to 13. Sorry. Genesis 3. 12 to 13. The first man to start with excuse and his excuse has led the entire human race in perpetual problem. The first man, Adam. Adam is the one that has brought us into so many problems today. His problem is what? Excuse. Excuse. Es what did I say? Excuse. Yes, you committed a sin. Do you know that in the entire Bible, the first person to discover the, the, the aspect of God that nobody in the Old Testament discovered was David. Was King David. It was King David who discovered that God is an angry God at the same time a forgiving God. God will frown at unrighteousness, but he still forgives. David discovered that thing about God. That is why God said David is a man after his own heart because he discovered the spirit of forgiveness in God. Adam did not know that God forgives. So instead of Adam, when God caught him after he had eaten the fruit, instead of Adam to say, Oh God, I have made a mistake. I am, I am sorry for this thing that I have done. Maybe our life will have been better. Amen. But you know how Adam answered God? 
He said, the woman whom you gave me to be with me, she gave me the tree and I ate. Then the Lord said to the woman, what is this that you have done? You see, God told you as a man, don't eat this fruit. And you ate the fruit because your wife convinced you to eat it. And God asked you, Edgar, how? Why did you do this? He said, oh, it's not my fault. It's the woman, you, the helpmate, the woman you call my helper that you created for me. She's the one that caused it. And God was annoyed. He turned to the woman, cursed the woman. Maybe if Adam did not mention the woman's name, maybe women would be having free, easy, and free labor. Once you get pregnant, you want to deliver like this, you just do, and then the baby will come out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because it was the excuse of Adam that brought all other things. That the way Adam responded to God is what brought the response of God. If Adam had said, okay, Father, I take responsibility for this error. Please forgive or punish me alone. Maybe there will be peace in this world. Don't be like Adam. When they catch you making errors, you say, it's not my fault. I didn't do it. I did it because of what you did last year. I did it because this relationship cannot contain the both of us. Because that was the same way you hurt me last month. So I have come to hurt you because you hurt me last month. May God help us in Jesus' name. Exodus chapter 32. I'm giving you five, five Bible passages. Exodus chapter 32, verse 22 to 24, we saw the story of Aaron. Aaron, let's go in. And Aaron said, do not let the anger of my Lord burn. You know the people yourself, that they, they are prone to evil. For they said to me, make a God for us who will go before us. For this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So I said to them, whoever has any good, let them tear it off. So they gave it to me, and I threw it into the fire, and out of the fire came this calf. You see, the people came to you when Moses was on the mountain for 40 days, 40 nights, to receive instructions, pattern that will guide their life for them. The people came and put pressure on Aaron. Shouldn't Aaron say, oh, no? Shouldn't Aaron even sit, down, sit them down and teach them? Because he was the high priest at that time. He has seen God. He has heard God. Aaron should be able to tell the people, this thing that you are doing is wrong. But Aaron came and said, oh, because they wanted to stone me. They wanted to stone me. So I asked them if they have earrings. So if they didn't have earrings, what would you have used? And because of, of that, God took the priesthood from Aaron's family. In fact, it didn't take months, it didn't take days. God had to kill Aaron. Say, Aaron, you don't deserve to be the high priest. So you cannot see the promised land. May we not miss the promised land. 
That is what excuses do. That is how God reacts to excuses. So next year, when you have an idea that you're supposed to implement, you have a business idea, or God is telling you to do something, when excuses want to come, quickly cast the spirit out. Because excuse means you are a lukewarm person. And it means God cannot work with you. Hallelujah. God cannot work with indecisive people. People that cannot decide their future. God cannot work with you. God said, wake up in the morning. That job you are looking for. Go to this office. You had a dream. Go to this office. Just walk into the office. Ask for so, 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 and so. You had a dream. In your dream, you saw it clearly. And then you woke up in the morning. Oh, but they have security at the entrance of the office. What if the security bundle me? How can I go and embarrass myself like that? I'm not going to do it. That's how many people miss their blessing. When God says go, what do you do? You go. When God says sit down, what do you do? You sit. When God says come, what do you do? You come. Hallelujah. The third one, First Samuel chapter 13, verse 11 to 12. First Samuel 13, verse 11 to 12. We saw the story of the story of uh, Saul, King Saul. The, the reason why God rejected him. But Samuel said, what have you done? And Saul said, because I saw that the people were scattering from me and that you did not come within the appointed days and that the Philistines were assembling at Mishmash. Therefore I said, now the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgal and I have not asked of the favor of the Lord. So I forced myself and offered the burnt offering. King Saul gave an excuse. Maybe, maybe, you see, at that moment, Prophet Samuel pronounced the judgment of God and blamed him for what he has done. And then, Samuel was about to leave. Samuel was about to walk off close to the altar. He was walking away. And King Saul grabbed his robe. He grabbed his robe. Uh, and somebody asked, why are you grabbing my robe? He said, the people are here. Don't just walk away from me like that. The people will feel that uh, you don't respect their king. So, stay. And in the, in the process of dragging that, the robe of Samuel fell off. And Samuel has been looking for a way to bombard him with curses. He looked behind. So, that's so. The way you tear my clothes, the kingdom has been taken away from you. May we not lose the blessing of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will not lose the blessing of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. This, the, the last one I will give you, Proverbs chapter 26, verse 13. Proverbs 26, verse 13. The slogan says, there is a lion in the road, a lion in the open square. That is an excuse. I am not going out today because it's raining. One thing I've seen that is common in Africa, not only in Ghana, when rain starts on Sunday morning, forget it, nobody will go to church. Once rain starts on Sunday morning, why are you not in church? Oh, it rained. In fact, you will not even ask. I call, uh, we are going for evangelism. Evangelism. We have all prepared. 
and we've all agreed that we are going for the evangelism. So, we got there, we're waiting, we're waiting for the rest of the people. Then I call one of the person we're waiting for. He said, Pastor, the cloud is dark. It seems it wants to rain. That is why I'm not coming. <laughs> Amen. How can you say the cloud is dark? And that day, the rain didn't fall. <laughs> that is how we are. That is exactly what we do. It, go, it even goes beyond the church. It goes beyond working for God. We also do that to ourselves. So what I want to say to conclude today is that 2022 is a year that God is going to see us through. Can I get an amen? It's a year that God is going to see us through. We are going to have a lot of victories. We are going to have a lot of dominions. But it does not mean that 2022 will not come with its own challenges. It does not mean that things will be as smooth as you imagine it to be. One thing you must keep away from yourself is what? Excuse. Excuse. Sow a seed to the things of God. You give excuse. Wake up in the morning to pray. You give excuse. Pray before you sleep at night. You give excuse. Oh, I came back home from work very late. I was so tired and I went straight to bed every day. This your, this your idea that you have. Write down your goals and condition your mind that you are going to fulfill those goals. One thing you have to eliminate in the coming year is excuse. Anything, make it a, a personal discipline. Anything that will make you procrastinate. Anything that will say, oh, okay, this I can still do it tomorrow. Another thing may come tomorrow. Hallelujah. You see, sometimes when we have money in our hands, anything can show. Somebody was telling me some few days ago. He said, ah, me, when I have money, I spend it. I spend it immediately. He said, why? He said, sometimes when you have money, that is one, one cousin from the family will call you hello. Hey, hey, you see that your auntie, that your, bro, your elder brother friend, the auntie of the auntie, the leg are swollen up again. So we are looking for money to, to treat the leg. And then before you know it, you are the one they are calling. So the, mo the money is in your hand too. And these people, they will not call you, they will not call you 15th of the month. They will not call you 12th of the month. They will call you on the 25th. On the 26th, the 28th, when you, they know that you have taken your salary. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is how life is. Because you are their source of hope. It's normal. It's normal for them to call you. But you have to plan your life. Because if you don't have what to, to give to the people that are calling you, they are the first group of people that will desert you. That's one reality. The day they call you, and you didn't give them what they have always been getting. That is the day you will see that you have been feeding lion cubs. And they are going to bite you. So you have to put yourself first. Put God first. Put yourself second. 
your goals, set them, and eliminate what? Excuses. God does not bless people who are full of excuses. Nothing is easy in life. Nothing. God called me to ministry. The early stage, you think that it's going to be easy. No, it's not. You may have a lot of people surrounding you, clapping for you. A time is going to come that everybody will leave. What will be left with you is your relationship with God. That be, I told somebody, listen, business, if you are starting business and you are expecting profit in the next three months, you, you are daydreaming. You are daydreaming. Unless the business you are doing is not the one that you are going to open shop, you are going to open shop, and then you now require people to know your shop. The business you are doing is the type that, oh, one-on-one you are doing is, is, is different. But you are setting up a business, you just rented a shop in a new location, there are people doing, selling that things you want to sell before. You will have to be able to convince people that if they come to buy from you, they will get better service. And that thing can take three months before you are able to convince people. Anyone who set up a business and expects returns the next day does not know what he's doing. Because this is the reality on ground. So whatever you have to do, do it now. What did I say? Do it now. God help us in Jesus' name. The next year, I foresee a lot of breakthroughs in our land, in the house. But what the Lord is saying, one thing we must eliminate is what? Excuse. Stop giving excuse when it comes to the things of God. Stop giving excuse when it comes to giving to God. Stop giving excuse when it comes to helping people around you. Stop giving excuse when it comes to committing yourself, your body, your spirit, your soul to the activities of God. When they say there is time for evangelism, let us all go. When they say there is time for prayer work, let us all assemble. When they say there is time for meeting, let us all meet and discuss the things of the kingdom. Excuse will not allow us to move forward. May God help us in Jesus' name. May God help us in Jesus' name. Bow down your head this morning. Ask the Lord to help you. Say, Lord, help me to stop giving excuses. I have missed a lot of opportunities. I've missed a lot of blessings because of the excuses that I give. Father, help me. Father, help me. Father, help me. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your living word and we pray that you bless us even as we go into the new week. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Our God is good. Amen. I believe you have been blessed by today's episode. Please subscribe to the podcast so that you can always get notified as soon as a new episode is available. For counseling and prayers, use the contact page on tempodcast.life. You can also follow me on Facebook at Apostle Timmy Evans and on Twitter at APST Timmy Evans. To support with donations, please click on the donation page on tempodcast.life and make your donation. God bless you.